Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. Today I want to take my time and speak on the subject, the promise is for you. The promise is for you. As our associate pastor Diana Reed said, in your service guide, you received a commitment card and a first fruits envelope. I hope you'll take that out and have that near you if you have not had a chance to fill that out. I want you to do that for all of our guests who are with us. I don't want you to feel any duress about this, but I'm going to explain some things, and I, I hope that you'll be at a minimum inspired by what God is doing among this congregation and, and maybe even inspired to be a part of this congregation, if that's what you're looking for. But uh, if you need a commitment card or if you have, don't have a First Fruits envelope this morning, uh, would you just let us know, raise your hand, uh, and our ushers will make sure... We've got a couple over here, and uh, so we want our ushers to go ahead and, and uh, pass those out. We've got a few back there, one back there. Any in the balcony? All right. want everybody to make sure they have one as we talk today. We see a few decorations. We have a few balloons. We have some banners going on, and it says the Promise Project. Promise Project. What is the Promise Project? In 2014, the Promise Project was launched as an intentional strategic plan to grow our capacity to minister to families, our church, and our community. It was a a great launch, and how many were here for the 2014 launch? You remember, raise your hand high. All right. It was a great, great time there on your right. That is not me. That is uh, Mr. Henson, Anthony Henson there. I used to have hair like that. And then uh, Clinton's Griffith's mom prayed it away, so fasted it away. But um, the Promise Project vision, the reason that we launched this campaign and this vision was to see improvements made and expansion made on our campus, to see God's promises fulfilled among us. And our theme, our current theme that we've been running since last year concerning the Promise Project is possessing the promise, possessing the promise. This is a theme that Bishop Pasley II spoke to me and gave me while he was in his hospital room in Indianapolis as we spoke about what God would do through the Promise Project and what we should consider doing for the next three years. And God has miraculously and strategically allowed us to see some amazing amazing things accomplished because of the effort of the Promise Project. Specifically, we have been able to uh, purchase and acquire what's known as the Bishop's Center. And God 
is calling us intentionally and faithfully to possess this promise. This is not just some little thing that we decided we wanted to do. I believe it was the sure promise of God. We're stepping in God's promises. And so we are looking for not just some kind of partial buy-in by a select few of the congregation, but we believe this is a promise for you. This is a promise for our congregation as a whole and for our community. You see, things don't usually go very well when only part of God's people want to move forward. There's not a real good track record when just a segment of God's people decide to get a part of a vision. Ask the 12 tribes or the 12 spies of Israel, and they would tell you that it takes a, a, a really a full effort by everyone to see the promises of God fulfilled. Imagine if only half of the people of God decided to march around Jericho. What if only half decided, hey, we're, we're not really into that very much. That's not kind of our thing. So we're going to just let them march. I, I don't know if they would have conquered Jericho. I don't know what would have happened. All I know is that the whole congregation, the whole congregation responded to what was happening. And so we realized that God is calling us, all of us, to possess the promise and possess the promise of the Bishop Center and make it a part of what we're doing, a full embrace. The Promise Project and the improvements and expansion of our campus is realized by hard volunteer work. Has anybody been a part of that hard volunteer work? And it's been accomplished through generous financial commitment and contribution by many sitting in this room today who have partnered with the vision of God for what he has for us collectively each year, we take up a one-time offering called First Fruits, in which we honor God with a generous contribution towards the Promise Project. As well, we also commit to a generous monthly offering to the Promise Project. And so these two combined have allowed us to see us reach and do things that we could not have done had we not started pursuing the promises of God. Since 2014, we've seen some incredible things happen because of the Promise Project, and I want to quickly walk through a few of these things. In August of 2015, after we had spent over a year of people praying and uh, contributing and moving forward, in 2014 or 2015, we purchased think 50 acres, right out here along the highway. Now, only a couple acres of that is usable, but it was because of the Promise Project that we were positioned to buy the acreage that fronts the highway on both sides of the highway. In August of 2015, we made some improvements to our building and started uh, improving some things. Some of those included an awning on the, the east side of the building, 
We also remodeled our sanctuary in 2015, September of 2015. Believe it or not, there used to be a couple windows here on either side, and there was a big gap there where our baptistry sits, and we made some improvements to this sanctuary. We made some upgrades to our audio. Are you thankful for a great sound and uh, great ministry the audio-visual team does every week? And so we invested, we invested in making our uh, the opportunity for the Word of God and the power of God's presence to be felt each week through audio and visual upgrades. We created some master plans. We created some master plans. We uh, had an architect draw up some, uh, a new sanctuary out here and a potential another building over here. And this was all done because of the Promise Project. In February of 2017, we made some upgrades to our kids' ministry in our kids' land area and, and did some murals in some of the the classrooms and upgraded some things in our kids' land spaces. And then in February of 2017, or I should say in uh, August of 2017, the Bishop Center was purchased. The Bishop Center is named to honor the founders of the Calvary Church, Bishop Norman and Mary Alice Pasley, who started this church. And in 1968, they founded also the Calvary Academy in 1979. Let me restate that. They started the Calvary Church in 1968 and founded the Calvary Academy in 1979. The Bishop Center also honors the legacy of our late Bishop Norman Pasley II for his incredible work at the Calvary Church and in Springdale and beyond. And so this Bishop Center will be used in a way that honors their passions, their vision, and their legacy. The, the Bishop Center does three things for us. It expands our facility and property. To the right, you can see our current property or our main campus to the right. To the left is the property known as the Bishop's Center. And so it added an additional 25,000 square feet of space, an additional eight acres of land. It added space for a gymnasium, additional parking, additional space for the Calvary Academy, and the opportunity to start a brand new daycare. It allows us, this property, the Bishop Center, allows us to connect to more families in our community. As I mentioned, it's going to provide opportunity for uh, different events and different opportunities, space to grow our church events uh, here, opportunities for us to grow our educational ministries, and enables us to enlarge the capacity of our sanctuary by providing more seating and enabling us to connect to more people in the community. It improves our current campus space. It enables us to repurpose over 6,000 square feet of space that currently is taken by the Calvary Academy and is dedicated for that. And so we'll be able to expand further into more classrooms and offices and youth space. It also enables us to build a larger auditorium in the future, whereas before we thought we would only have enough space to put a gym and a sanctuary. Now, because we have a gym over there, we'll be able to do a little more and build a larger auditorium to minister and connect to more people. 
And so we feel like under God the strategy for this promise that he's given us, this promise that he's entrusted us with, we, we've broken it into five phases. The first phase that we decided to work on is the Calvary daycare. And uh, I'll talk about that in just a minute. And then the second phase is to then move into and uh, repurpose and rebuild and model, remodel a gymnatorium. Then the third phase is to move the Calvary Academy into the Bishop Center and then to uh, start creating the outdoor space in a way that, that we can do some more things in uh, recreation areas, and then finally come back over to this building and repurpose some of the space that has been vacated by the Calvary Academy. We're thankful for the strategic vision, the intentional plan that God has given us. And not only have we purchased the, the Bishop's Center, and we are thankful for that, but this past year, from 2018 to 2019, we've seen some more improvements done. We've made some improvements to this building. Does anybody remember the Sunday we showed up in January and there was no HVAC in the sanctuary, so we had to have service in the fellowship hall. And so we have upgraded our HVAC system. We've also made some tremendous improvements, again, to our audio, visual, and media in March of 2018, we created another space up here. Those of you who sit down here and never go up in the balcony, you don't really see it, but we moved our media up and created more space for our media to operate so we can have a better webcast for those who can't come to services. And we also have, and this is amazing, every service, just so you know, every service, our services are interpreted in Spanish and French now. We're starting French today. Amen. And so if you meet somebody who their first language is Spanish or French, uh, we have the opportunity to let them partake in our service, and uh, I'm thankful for our interpreters up there. I want to give them a great, great big hand today. It's a lot of work, what they're doing, and we also have the deaf ministry interpretation that's happening, and uh, so our services are interpreted into three languages every Sunday besides English. Isn't that amazing? Amen. And so we've also made some improvements to the Bishop's Center. In June of 2018, some of you were a part of that when we tore out all the pews, and what a day. What a deal. Cleaned up. That was in June of 2018. And we also tore out some sheds and cut down some tree, uh, tree lines and tore out landscaping and acquired poison ivy and fell into ditches and holes. And it was just an amazing day. Almost caught ourselves on fire. It was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We did some remodeling on the boiler, and so that's the picture that you're seeing there. Wellington, thank you for your help with that. And uh, also, we started and uh, have put on a new roof on both buildings in November of 2018. Are you thankful for that? But as we mentioned, our first phase was the daycare, and I want to walk through what we've accomplished over the last 
year, this past year, starting really in October. So this is a picture of what the daycare looked. I tried to take a picture from the same angle so you could see the progress. So this is where we had Friends Day. You remember being in there for Friends Day? This was a big open building. And so in October, we decided we were ready to go and we started demoing that space and then go ahead and advance to the next slide, emptied that space. The next slide, the remodel begins. We had to cut uh, all of the, the holes for the plumbing to be ran for all the bathrooms that were going in. And then we began to frame it in November. And then uh, it moved quickly. That's the queen mother. Go back to that. That's the queen mother and Pastor Kristen inspecting the work. By the time the inspectors came in, we were completely confident because the queen mother had already been in there. So we felt good about that. So then you can kind of see the progress then. It gets the drywall on. And then the next slide, the paint got on. And I think the next slide is where it stands today. So, isn't that awesome? That's because of the fact that the promise is for you. It's for us. And we responded to God's opportunity that he gave us. By the end of April, the interior of the daycare should be completed And by the end of May, the exterior should be pretty much ready to go. From there, we'll move into the phase of of, uh, getting the state application to open the daycare. Uh, We'll need some help. I'll go ahead and put it out there. We're going to need some help with some landscaping around the daycare. So uh, you don't have to be a skilled laborer probably to help us with that. Uh, but uh, you'll, you'll see an all-points bulletin go out at some point this spring uh, to help us finish the exterior. But uh, the plan is to open the daycare, this brand-new opportunity for us to connect to our community uh, in late fall. I'm thankful today that we can announce that we have a director of the daycare, and it's Sarah Powell. I'm so thankful for her. And uh, her education and her experience has qualifies her to do this, and God put it in her heart. Uh, and we've been meeting for well over a year, I think, uh, talking about the daycare and uh, just seeing what God would do. And she actually was helping us formulate a business plan before uh, we hired her as a director, and I thank her for, she's put hours and hours and hours in already before she was ever hired to be a director uh, to help us prepare for what God's going to do over these next few years in the daycare. The potential for the daycare is 65 to 75 students, and we're believing that God will help us. With 65 to 75 students in the daycare, and the potential for 80 to 90 students in our academy. And then when we move over to the Bishop Center with the academy, we have the potential for probably 100 to 120 students in the academy.
That gives the Bishop Center the opportunity to serve over 175 to 200 students. And that, to me, is an amazing potential and one that I thank God for. But I, don't, I, I realize that we have to possess it. We have to reach for it. We've seen so many great things, so many things happen over these last few years, even the, the savings and uh, the, the way that God has aligned us every step of the way. But there is so much great potential in the Bishop Center. And I, I'm preaching today, I'm preaching today, this is my message today, that the promise is for you. Promises for you. The Bishop Center also has already allowed us to have a summer reading program for the community. We have already had the the property house a um, summer reading program that was uh, first connected to Miami University. This year, they're doing the same thing, uh, the same reading program. This year, it's connected to Xavier University, and they're using the Bishop Center to house this community reading program. We've had already life groups happening. I'm about to get my Zumba game on. All right. Where are you at, Amy? All right. We've had the rec group. They're playing basketball in there. They're playing volleyball in there. The Calvary Academy is using it for volleyball and for gym and recreation. Oxano has been in there. Uh, I'm not sure what they've done in there besides destroy the place, but they've been, no, they've been in there um, and had some things going on. And this year, it's going to be amazing. VBS is June of 2019. It's at the Bishop Center. VBS is going to take over the Bishop Center. And so everyone say, it's for me. If you've done Zumba in there, the Bishop Center's for you. If you played basketball in there, the Bishop Center's for you. If you ate chicken over there at the Friends Day, it's for you. But there's also opportunity at the Bishop Center. Our vision is not just to serve us. We want to serve our community. There's going to be weddings, showers, upward sports programming is going to be there. After school programming for our school, ESL classes, special community events, and special personal events are going to be held at the Bishop Center. Are you thankful for the Bishop Center, for the promise of God? Amen. And so it houses many things. It will be the daycare. It will be the academy. This is our promise. This is our promise, and I want to possess it. Just to quickly get into, some of you are, you like this kind of stuff. Some of you are like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. Get, show me some numbers. Show me some math. So for those of you who like the math, here you go. The original cost of the Bishop Center was 825000 which is a miracle in and of itself. But to date, we have already started paying down that mortgage, and right now we owe $795,677, so over $25,000 has been paid down on the mortgage. The daycare, our original projection was $650,000 to complete the daycare. We made a few changes, felt like the Lord led us in a little bit of a different direction with our general contractor, and so we are realizing, we're pretty sure we're realizing a savings of nearly or over $100,000 on the daycare. 
We anticipate that the gymnasium could cost anywhere from $500,000 to $750,000 to complete it. The balcony is going to be completely tore out. All the HVAC has to be rerouted. So there's some substantial cost with the gymnasium. The Calvary Academy, when we transition them over there, that could be another $500,000 for some remodeling and uh, revamping of that space a little bit. And then the outdoor recreation space, our real hope is that we can do uh, take some more green space. There's probably three or four acres of space, green space back there. We want to create a little bit more by cutting out the parking lot and creating more and uh, creating the opportunity maybe for a softball field and or a soccer field back there. So that could cost another 500000 So the Bishop Center total investment will probably be a little over $3 million when it's all said and done. We're also currently, and when we started the Promise Project in 2014, we were trying to pay down this mortgage and... Uh, I know that we have paid that down significantly. I'm sorry, I forgot to start with the number of 2014. I forget what that number is. Dr. Shirley, he doesn't remember. Okay. Um, It was a lot more than 602,000, but currently we have 602,000 left to pay on this building. And uh, we anticipate then phase number five, where we come back in and redo this space. Our plan is to redo this auditorium in a way that makes it a little more guest friendly. Uh, Don't look too close, but the carpeting and things are not great. This is original. This is an, since 19, this building was built in 1999 and this is original. So 20 years and uh, we know it needs remodeled, but uh, we anticipate the cost to be about $350. So the Promise Project finances, the church vision Uh, finances, the Promise Project finances the church's vision for our facilities. And so here's how these funds have really played out. Our monthly mortgage is about $11,120. That's both mortgages combined. And uh, as well, uh, we also take money that's been designated towards the Promise Project. And once we cover our monthly mortgage, anything that's left over, we split it up. And currently, we split it up. 90% goes to the Bishop Center projects, and uh, 10% goes towards the Calvary Church projects. And so here is what God has done for us, done through us, I should say, over the last five years. We go back to the, the, the bucket kind of graphic There are two main buckets that we have. There's the one-time yearly first fruits offering, and then we have the monthly pledge, and that creates the total for the Promise Project. So there's a first fruit one-time offering we take in the spring, and then we have the monthly offering. So in 2014, 2015, first fruits gave 76,000. Uh, monthly pledge was a little over 137000 that came in for a total promise project contribution of $213,649. Thank you very much. Would you give God praise for that? 2015, you can see the total is 68646 given to First Fruits. The monthly uh, pledge total for the year, one. 
149,582 for a total giving to the Promise Project for that year of 218,228. Would you thank God for that? In 2016, 2017, we had $69,776 given to First Fruits. The monthly pledge total for the year was $153,738 for a total for the year to the Promise Project, $223,514. Again, we give God praise for that. And then in 2017, we had a First Fruits offering of $41,090. The monthly pledge was $141,354 for a total offering of $182,444. Would you give God praise for that? And so in this past year, in the midst of a very difficult season for our church, I am thankful for the contribution and for the courageous giving for this year. Over 73,000 came in in first fruits. 184,834,000 ,000 came in in the monthly pledge for a total giving for this year of $258,115. For five, the last five years, the last five years, and this is where we just thank God, the last five years, you can see the totals there given, $329,341,000, $766,609 for a total of over $1 million over the last five years of people saying, this is my promise. This is my promise. So what does 2019 and 2020 hold for us? What does this year hold for us? What can we do? What I realized through this process is we're capable of doing more than we realize. When we put our mind to do something, we can do a lot more than we realize. This miracle equation is something that we've talked about since the beginning of the Promise Project, and it's been proven over the last five years that it works. We encourage you, if you haven't made a commitment to First Fruits, today we're going to be taking pledges, offering commitments to First Fruit. We want you to make a commitment to honor God and say, God, I want to invest in what's going with a one-time offering. And then there's a monthly pledge. What can you do each month that maybe is above and beyond your regular tithe and offering? We want to be as strong, as I preached in December, we want to be a strong missions-giving church. And, uh, but I know that the opportunity exists, and many of you have found a way to give to both missions and the Promise Project, and you're still here. And God's blessed you for it. And I know He has. He's blessed us for it, our family. And some of you may have income that uh, maybe is available now, it's disposable cash that you want to say, you know what, I want to get behind this vision, I want to see God's hand move this vision forward. Or maybe you have some assets, we have some who have given stock contribution, uh, some things that maybe they have that they're, they're going to pay taxes on, there's a lot of tax implications, I'm not a tax guy, but we've got a few that if you're maybe looking for a way to contribute some stock or 
bond contributions, we have the, the, the means to be able to receive that, and maybe you want to, to donate that. Or some of you, and it's always amazing to watch fundraising happen, uh, where people get a burden and they decide to do something and, and they want to give and they want to sell things, they, they want to, to do something incredible, and many have done fundraising over the last five years. And then there is the trust God factor. What number would you say, God, if you put it in my hand, I would, I would give it? And through this equation, we've seen God provide miraculously, do amazing things, and see us fulfill and pursue the promise of God. We are possessing this together. We are possessing this together. This is not just something that's for a few people in this church. It's for us. And I'm praying today, I'm praying for a spirit of cooperation. I'm praying for a spirit of cooperation. It kind of sounds weird, doesn't it? I'm just praying that we would all say, you know what, Jericho needs to be defeated. That's a part of our promise, and we're all going to be a part of it. And I'm praying for a spirit of generosity. I'm praying for a spirit of generosity that the Lord would call us to continue. This church is a very generous church, and I want that spirit to continue. Because the Promise Project is one of several pieces of a strategic plan that God has given us for this congregation. And so I want to be up to the task If God's given us this promise, I want to be up for the task. And so I'm inviting youth to participate. It's for you. The Promise Project, the Bishop Center, it's for you. And so engage in what's happening with the Promise Project. Maybe you can't work a lot. Maybe you don't have a lot of means. But give something. Make room. Make room for this promise in your life. Look for ways to help and to serve. And I know many have worked in the building. Youth have worked in the building. Look for ways to serve. I'm inviting the 20s and 30-year-olds to make this your promise. Some of you have kids. Some of you are married. Some of you are not. But this is for you. The Bishop Center is for you to see God's hand working. Most likely, if you... Stick around long enough at the Calvary Church, and I hope you do. You're going to get as much benefit as some of these older people are out of the Bishop Center. And so making it your promise. I'm inviting us who maybe are older than 30. How about that? Now, we might not have kids that are going to the daycare, but the promise is still for you. I'm praying that there would be some who might, the Lord would impress on you to give sacrificially. That before it's all finished, there would be some substantial offerings that are over $10,000, $20,000, even $50,000 where somebody said, I'm investing in this promise. This is our opportunity, and I want to possess it. I don't want to wander around like the children of Israel saying it's too much. If we were able, we would. The giants are just a little bit too big. The problems in my life are a little bit too big. All the while, on the, we're on the doorstep of something 
amazing. And here is what I felt to say to us today. The promise is for you. The promise is for you. Because I realize that the Bishop Center is more than just a building that we're trying to recreate. To me and to us, I'm saying it serves as a symbol. It serves as an example to us that God has prepared a promise for us. I happen to believe that God is a God of timing. He knew when we needed it. He knew when we could handle it. And he knew when we could use it. And so I want to remind us today, the promise is for you. TBC, the Bishop Center, is for you. But I like that passage that says it's not just for you, it's for your children. It's for your grandchildren. You're building a space that says, God, I believe my children and grandchildren can be impacted by the gospel. I believe my family can benefit. And so we're building a place for our children and our grandchildren. And the reason I say it's for you is because that verse talks about the promise. It says it's for you, for your children, and all who are far off. If you can't get behind the Bishop Center for you, and you can't get behind the Bishop Center maybe for your children or your grandchildren, get behind the Bishop Center for those who are far off. Those who haven't had an opportunity to hear the gospel. For the little kids that'll walk through those doors and the parents who are struggling, trying to come in and don't know what to do. And there it sits as an opportunity for them to find the gospel. Because the promise has always been for you, for your children, and for all who are afar off. Amen. And so I hope when you pull out today, I hope when you pull out, you only have one way out of here. That's just like heaven. There's only one way out of here. One way out of this parking lot, you're going to look over, you're going to see the Bishop Center. And I want you to think that's a promise for me. That's a promise for my children, my grandchildren, and that's a promise for those who are afar off, those who are broken and hurting. Like the rainbow in the sky. God said, this is my covenant I will make, and it will be a sign to you. Verse number 13, I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. The Bishop Center to me is that sign. It's that covenant that we've made with God, that God, we will pursue the promises of God. And he's entrusted us with it. It's a symbol that God His hand is on our life. But the Bishop Center is not the only promise I want to consider today as I come to a close. A man in the Bible named Peter, who was a leader of the first church, you can find him in the Bible, he preached to those who were confused and amazed. And he said, there is a promise for you. He said it's a promise that sees the power of God experienced in such a way that you can find salvation for your life. It is a gift from God himself. Just like I feel like when I look at the Bishop Center, it's a gift from God himself. But the gift that Peter tells them about, it's not a gift, just a gift from God, but it's a gift of God. 
It is his spirit that lives inside of us. We call this promise the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's when God takes up residence in our bodies. This promise that Peter talked about is the the result of the life of Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. The Bible says he was buried in a tomb. And then something spectacular happened. He got up. He came alive. After he had died, he came alive. The Bible tells us this happened because God took up resident in that lifeless body. And so Jesus, after he was resurrected, came alive and he told his disciples that he's going to ascend into heaven. But that he would not leave us alone in this world, but that he would come again and he would give them too the promise. So after he ascended into heaven, his followers began to pray and wait for the promise. He had told them, you're going to get a promise. I'm going to send you a promise. And sure enough, on a special holiday called the day of Pentecost, the promise came. And the Bible tells us that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And those who heard and saw this experience were astounded. And they were confused. What, what is going on? We hear them speaking in our language. In verse number six, it says, And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. So Peter, a leader among the followers of Jesus, begins to tell them about this Jesus the Christ, this one who lived, died, was buried, and rose again. Now they're not just confused, but the Bible says they were pricked in their heart. They were convicted. They were ashamed of what they had done. So they asked, how can we deal with our sin? What should we do about the rebellion in our heart? So Peter tells them very clearly, repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He tells them they should do three things. Repent. To turn to God. To make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. To say, I'm going to make you, Jesus, who I follow. I'm going to turn my life from sin, and I'm going to turn it to you. And so they, he said, repent. He said, then you must be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, so your sins will be washed away. They'll be forgiven. You'll find remission of sins. And he said, then you can experience the reception of the gift of the Holy Spirit, you can receive God's Spirit. And this is what Peter then adds to the next verse. He said, for this promise is to you. This Spirit, this indwelling of God's Spirit is for you. It's for your children, and it's for all who are afar off. The promise of salvation 
The promise of what comes because of repentance and baptism and the receiving of the Spirit is not just for a select few who decide, but it's for all. It's for you. And it's not just for you, it's for your children and all who are afar off. This promise of forgiveness, this promise of transformation, this promise of mercy, power, and deliverance. It's for you. It is personally made just for you. The power of the Spirit has your name on it. It's for you today. But not just for you, it's for your family and to all that are afar off. Yeah, even them. Anybody have anybody in their life that's even them? You mean them? Yeah, them. Yeah. Yep, them too. The promise is for all. So thankful for that today. I don't care where you've come from. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how much confusion you have, how much regret you have in life over what you've done. The promise, this gift, is for you. And so I want you to stand with me. Today we are praying for the promises of God to be realized. I want you to stay with me for just a few more minutes because I believe the Lord wants to do something special in this place today. And I want you to respond to the word of the Lord with me. Our first altar call, our first altar experience is going to be a little bit unique and it has to do with the promise project. I'm petitioning and asking our congregation today. Maybe you've prayed about it. Hopefully you received something in the mail that lets you know this day was coming. But I'm, I'm going to invite you to be a part of what God is doing through the Promise Project and specifically the Bishop Center. I'm inviting you to walk around the walls with us to be a part of what he's doing over there. Now this is the part where it gets a little bit crazy and give me a few minutes. not going to drag this out. But I want our pastoral team to join me on the altar, or on the platform. I want our pastoral team to come up. I want our ministry leaders who are able, some are serving, but I want our ministry leaders, you know who you were, you are, you were, now you were. Um, I want you to come to the platform and join me. These are people who are leading ministries each week. You were at the Leader Summit, hopefully. Now, this next group, I want you to join me on the platform. This is our life group leaders. I want you to join me on the platform today. These are people who have committed to the work of God through the Calvary Church. They've stated that they want to do a great work. I'm thankful for these leaders. I'm thankful for people who have committed that this promise is for them. They have committed to faithfulness and tithing and offering and generosity. They have stepped out as leaders. And today we're going to have them pray with us. We're going to pray together for the Bishop Center. That this is not just something that we're going to 
due by a select few, but this is for all of us. And so I'm going to invite, some of them will come down and we'll give in just a minute, but I want the rest of the congregation who feels okay and comfortable to do this, I want you to step out and we're going to fill these altars with those who are seeing the promise project is not just a promise for somebody else, but it's for you. It's for your children and it's for those who are far off. And so I want you to step out now if you want to say today that I want to see the promise project fulfilled and you want to commit to help in some way. Maybe you want to pray for us. Maybe you want to volunteer. Maybe you want to give. But if you see the Bishop Center as a promise to be possessed, I want you to step out of your pew and I want you to stand in the front here. And if you have a commitment card, we're going to be praying and we're going to begin to sing. But I want us to say, God, I'm going to extend my heart towards this promise. And this is going to be my promise. This is going to be my This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.